Hey guys, and welcome back to Teeny Witch Girl the Hooligan. How's it been? How's it going? Um, yeah, I probably have some explaining to do. <laughs> well, besides copious mental breakdowns and work and life, um, I'm back. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, it's my fault, honestly. It's not like I forgot to do this. It's just I've been having very little energy. And so, even doing things like this sometimes can be a little hard for me. I'm trying to get back on track. I am. I'm going to try. Um, no promises, of course. But, on the bright side, I have been watching something that's been kind of recommended to me. It's called The Love Between a Fairy and a Demon. And it is on Netflix. So, just in case you want to know where it is. Oh my god, this show is so fucking cute. Okay, you can tell this was a person who really likes fanfic or has read a lot of romance before at some point in time because the situations are beautiful. They're gorgeous. So let me tell you what it's about besides the obvious namesake. Alright, so we have our little orchid. Orchid is a spirit of a flower of an orchid, clearly. And she supposedly has no lineage, no history. She's just one of those little primordial spirits that pop up over like time or whatever. And she was taken under the root of, um, well, under the provisions of a certain goddess who she called her master. And from there, she learned like how to take care of like this tree this tree of fate basically where everyone who's ever existed ever will exist will have like kind of like a divine poem which will basically tell of their life story now at one point the master decides to leave and the poor orchid has been just kind of left there for a very long time by herself uh, she does still have friends who are other flowers, but they're not fully as developed as she is. But she's like one of those rare kind of uh, primordial spirits. Is, you know, she could actually be out and about. And she's taking care of this, like, basically it's kind of like a shop in a way, by herself for forever. And she is born, like, after the war. She is supposedly 1,500 years old, and the war ended around, or was stopped around 30,000 years ago, after, like, the demon lord, now, here comes the hard part, because it's gonna be the names, oh, fuck, uh, let me just, I don't want to butcher it too bad, give me a second. Found it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dong Feng Quan, Queen, or something like that. Dong Feng Queen, played by Dylan Wang. But honestly, P.S. Just on the side. Um, he is so pretty. Ooh, this guy is pretty. He's pretty, 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 pretty boy. Anyways, ignoring that. Um, <laughs> and apparently, after his capture and the capture of around, I think it was like a hundred thousand soldiers the war was like kind of stopped in a way like it's still going but it's not like an active war so while this is kind of like both sides of the countries are kind of recuperating you got the fairy side and then the, the moon tribe by the way dong fan kwa was the leader of the 
uh, Moon Tribe, and he is one of the few people who has ever been able to control Hellfire. And to control Hellfire, you basically have to kind of lose all of your emotions and and or kill off like somebody very important to you. There was only ever two people who can do it, him and another woman who ended up sacrificing, well, goddess, who ended up sacrificing her life to basically imprison him. Now, this isn't what everyone's told. Now, what people are told is that he actually died. So many people believe that he's dead, but the higher-ups of the fairy tribe, they know that that's bullshit, that in fact they have him kind of trapped in a tower because it's hard to get rid of his you know spirit and shit so they're just like fuck it we're gonna have him trapped now they're their set time is due for renewal on his lease so they have to just kind of break it together and try to figure out how to make sure that place remains sealed now fairy orchid she's doing her thing She's looking at the tree, and for some reason, she decides to take a look-see at, um, what's his name? Oh, fuck, no. Lord Cha Heng. I think that's how his name is said. Um, and he kind of has this thing with Fairy Orchid. Like, he's not really allowed to because he's supposedly engaged, but he does definitely have a thing for her. And we'll find out a little more, like, as the episodes go on. But she definitely has a thing for him. Like, that's no escaping that one. Um, so she ends up looking through his divine poem, basically, and finds that his lifeline seems to be split. Now, that's not a good sign. And also, Fairy Orchid knows that she's not supposed to really intervene with destiny. Destiny's gonna happen one way or the other. And if it doesn't happen the correct way, it's gonna happen in a worse way. So, messing with time isn't really, like, a good idea. Mind you, she doesn't really have anyone to really kind of back her up. Because people kind of just make fun of her. But she doesn't have much power because her, quote-unquote, primordial roots are kind of fucked up. So, let's just say her fountain of power isn't necessarily good. She's kind of weak on that situation. But still, her being herself was hell-bent on helping him and so during the quote-unquote ceremony where he's supposed to kind of help them lock this primordial being of unbound danger and hellfire something goes wrong now in the process of something going wrong there's like this feeling, and I don't know if everyone else got it, but I definitely got that feeling that his brother, his older brother, one of the kings of like the fairy realm or whatever, the fairy side or whatever, is definitely trying to throw his younger brother under the bus. And of course, you know, our little girl Orchid comes in and gets in between potential death and you know this tower and she ends up getting sucked into the tower now as she's sucked into the tower she kind of goes through this like weird spiritual world or whatever and then ends up seeing this like beautifully chained up 
gorgeous, 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 gorgeous man. Of course, this gorgeous, 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 gorgeous man <laughs> is our bad boy. And of course, because fate has dealt it, she presses a kiss against his lips, and this activates the plot device that will keep these two connected throughout their encounter. Now, mind you, she's a new fairy, like I said, and he is an old being with old tricks and lots of knowledge. And he's not very happy with her, clearly. (laughs) But these two have to go from... Uh, well, it's not really enemies. Well, kind of, they start off as enemies, they become kind of friends-ish, then back to enemies, then to lovers situation. And honestly, it's so, it kept me so entertained, like, the whole time. I'm not gonna lie to you, like, this show got me by the balls. I am now officially on episode 29, and I started this, like, last week. And this, like, almost an hour every single episode it's got me hooked (laughs) and I'm kind of like not really wanting to finish it because like it makes me so sad when I finish like a good show but the time is coming I guess and I'm gonna have to finish it regardless of how I personally feel but yeah that was that that's what I've been kind of up to I've also been watching some of the new anime drops for 2023 summer slash spring season because of course I am so as you know hell's paradise came out and the animation is absolutely gorgeous if 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 you're not interested in gruesome or horror then you know i would steer a little bit clear of this but um if you're still here for the story and you think that you might potentially enjoy it then honestly go ahead and watch it because you'll definitely like it i'll tell you that much if you're into that of course um i've also been watching uh demon slayer the swordsmith village and honestly i cannot wait to see uh hataru Hotashi, which is um the swordsman with his mask off because people don't know this spoiler alert um he's actually really fucking hot uh <laughs> so much so that i did in fact make a fanfic about him i think earlier this year if not late last year um i can double check that real quick it's gonna be a second um but yeah i definitely yep yeah it was late last year i made (laughs) a fanfic about him because he's absolutely gorgeous and he has a really interesting personality and nobody really talks about it so what else am i currently watching because i'm watching a couple of new things i'm going to my history and i should stop saying because i suck at it okay cool good, good. um yeah i've finished watching by the way i'm just gonna add that um saving eighty thousand gold in another world for my retirement look 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 let me let me have a look. come come closer come closer No, I really did actually like it. Um, I found it to be interesting. The main character is 
super fucking funny very clever um but she doesn't do all her research um she thinks she does but she she really doesn't and she's great i actually really like the main character she's goals she's about her money and i respect that i respect i respect hustle i always have and i always will as long as it's not trying to hurt people 10 out of 10 and then i also started watching summon to another world for a second time now this looks pretty interesting but i keep an eye open because sometimes isekai can get a little bit ugh, but usually they mostly try to like bring in a new element and so I'm, I'm keeping my eye on that i watched like half of the first episode and it didn't really like intrigue me but now I'm going to talk about Yuri is my job. First off, uh, I'm going to be biased. I read this before um, and I remember really enjoying the book. So if they can mimic the the manga, then we're set. I haven't even watched it. It's just, I'm just going to be one of those that I binge. Um, so I'm real honest about that. Bokudo bad girls. Rokudo's bad girls are hilarious. Okay, um, I have that on my to watch list because it's this dude who ends up just attracting bad girls, and and I love this idea. I love it. I love like this is an unwilling har- harem, haram, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. If I ever saw one, <laughs> so I honestly I can't wait. I can't wait. This looks gonna be like it's gonna be a lot of fun. And yeah, I like that shit. Now I got cheat skill in another world. It became uh unri- unrivaled in the real world. Now, this is a fucking mouthful. It's a fucking mouthful. But I hope it surprises me. I haven't watched it. I hope it surprises me. I have started on season two on in another world with my smartphone now i know really uh, it's so basic yeah it's basic but it's kind of like one of those you can turn off your brain and just watch nothing is particularly amazing uh nothing is particularly great but it has a little bit of humor it has of course some fan service that's you know what it does but overall eh, pretty cool i mean it's nothing like you have to watch it i don't even recommend that people watch it it's kind of like whatever but if you want a show that you can t- turn off your brain and just put in the background, that's one of those. Now, Mashali Magic and Muscles is hilarious. Um, I actually read this like two years ago when it was first coming out because it's by the creator of One Punch Man and Smob 100. Now, if you guys know any of this, uh, the characters are always funny. And this one is no exception. There are so many beautiful characters in here. So funny. The storyline is, of course, basically, what if One Punch Man, right, um, ended up in fucking Hogwarts? Basically, in a world of, like, people who hate muggles, like, with an act of genocide. It's really crazy. Honestly, it's really funny. Uh, I'm already up to episode three. I can of course say I recommend it. It doesn't follow exactly the formula of the manga, but regardless of what it does take, it's still really funny. So I definitely think it's worth the watch. Now, now, now. Sit in your seats. Sit back. Sit back. Okay, because we got why Relina ended up at the Duke's mansion. Now, this is a long title, but, but, 
The story? The story? Ooh, girl. Ooh, girl. Ooh. Is it interesting? Okay. Okay. So I told them to watch it, by the way. She's gonna, she has it on a watch list. Okay. We got this girl who just got into the college of her dream, Tokyo University. She is so excited. She's calling up her friends. She's in tears. She's in the skyline of a fucking beautiful building looking out at the world and it looks so bright and she's so excited. And she turns around and she says hello only to be shoved off a building. And that's when she wakes up in the body of one of her favorite books where she is a side character who also dies young. Yes. We don't know who killed her, but what we do know is she has some kind of familiarity with whoever it was. And she is not trying to die again in this life any younger. So, she tries to figure out how to get rid of those dangers for herself. Her biggest threat to her life at the moment is her current fiance. Her fiance is an old noble, basically born into money, while her family is new money. And a lot of the old money is trying to ban the new money from gaining titles and like basically the prestige. So their marriage was kind of arranged. But it seems like from the outside that he's really down for it. But because she has knowledge of what actually happens in the story, she knows that the character that she's playing at the moment is bound to be poisoned and purposefully killed by her husband. Her husband is going to be the one to basically end her life and then kind of maneuver his way into getting her family to give over their money and they end up in loss, ruin, and poverty with a dead daughter and a miserable one at the side left behind. And so she is not in for it. She's trying her hardest to stop it. She's trying to think about what she can do, but he is not having that. So she has to find an alternative way and basically change the story from the inside out. Where she is not one of the main catalysts. And therefore, she invokes the help of another character and if this is sounding sort of familiar um in like a couple things here and there that's also because it sounds like um (laughs) what's it called it's one of my favorite ones um i'm the villainous so i'm taming the final boss it's very similar it's giving me some similar vibes but what i'm telling you you cannot go wrong with a good storyline like that you can't go wrong with it so yes it is good it is fun it is interesting the characters are funny i like her thought process she's a hustler she's trying to make it she's not trying to die she's not trying to give up i like that i like that bitch 10 out of 10 she's 10 out of 10 so far she's a contender for best girl of summer 2020 2023 so far in my mind anyways i'll see what happens things can change but we'll go from there 
Then we have uh, my love story with Yamatakan level 999. Now, this is actually about college students, which I respect and I appreciate. So we got a girl who is a college student and she's having a really bad situation. She breaks up with a boyfriend after he basically cheated on her with a girl he met online, which is low-key kind of trash, right? So <laughs> she tries to kind of join the online world and she ends up like kind of venting in the game to somebody named Yamada. A player she just kind of met via the same guilt and he clearly doesn't give a fuck. But um, when you know she ends up like kind of trying to find her way and she ends up kind of back at her ex-boyfriends where he kind of starts reminding her of Yamada the online persona so I don't know how this is gonna go like okay I don't know how this is gonna go um I've already seen some edits online so we'll see how I feel about it Mm, I don't know I have to I have to really watch it that's how I feel I have to watch it and then when I watch it I'll be back with my review then there's Kuma Kuma Bear season 2 which is a bear punch Uh, as you guys know I really liked Kuma 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 uh, season 1 that was a 10 out of 10 for me so I'm just gonna continue and jump on the train the next is Skip and Loafer and when I tell you that I was actually trying to read this but I just I didn't have the time to and I feel kind of guilty about that because it was one of my to read 2022 and I just never got the chance to but they made it into an anime and I'm so excited now this is not an adult story it's more of a high schooler situation but 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 it is very interesting and it's like a kind of a slice of life slash romance about this girl who is super career focused and she wants to be a politician and she's like really awkward she's giving kind of like low-key you know neurodivergent vibes and she's got accepted to Tokyo high school and is living with her aunt her aunt is a trans woman and (laughs) they're both trying to just navigate this world and on her first day of school she's kind of self-confident but she's also kind of not and she tries to like go to school for the first time by herself on the first day and ends up getting lost where she ends up getting picked up by this super cute puppy looking dude um and <laughs> kind of ends up becoming her first friend in tokyo shima is his name and he's like one of the most handsomest boys in the classrooms but shima has kind of like low-key a darker sadistic side and I don't know how far that'll go but I've been well I'm up to episode three right now and he gives off like two-faced energy like he has one face that he shows to the crowd and like the people or whatever but he has another face that he just hides out on and whenever he's alone like you can see the personality shift and I'm like ooh bruh 
you're giving me vibe and i'm like people would say like to actually read it to actually find more about his personality because they toned it down for the anime and it's making me go like okay well if i really really like this i'm gonna just end up reading it so and so far i really 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 enjoyed it so it might be one of those i'm gonna have to pick up after i watch which isn't uncommon a lot of people end up doing stuff like that it just sucks when you're trying to find like the books or whatever so yeah that's kind of what i have on my to watch list i did finally fucking finish uh buddy daddies i'm not gonna lie bro <sighs> i know people are gonna hate me and you can go ahead and do so if you need to i didn't like it yeah i'm gonna let that sit i'm gonna let that sit go ahead go ahead go ahead call me the worst call me names say i'm fucked up say i don't understand say i didn't watch it correctly everything you want to say go ahead i didn't like it and you're not gonna make me like it i thought it was mediocre <laughs> and it just it felt like people trying to cash in on uh, spy family but they made Anya more annoying. They made Anya annoying. Their version of Anya annoying. And I guess I understand she has a tragic backstory. But so does the other one. And this one, I kind of felt a lot worse for the mom. Look, I know that people were online bashing the mom of like the buddy daddy. It's like, oh, how could she? But I'm like, listen to her story, man. This poor woman is out here trying to survive. And is hating her own daughter like she's not gonna provide a good lifestyle for her like obviously like it's probably best of her to let her go was that the best choice of how to let the child go no but is it understandable yes she was suffering and it's clearly implied that she was sexually abused like it's not like I hate to say like it's a complicated situation and a lot of people like to see things in black and white which is why I say I'm like I didn't think that it was very well thought out or very well done I don't know it just felt weird I'm like the, the point of like certain areas that was supposed to hit it felt like it was kind of victim shaming and victim blaming and it was like bro like do you not understand what you're writing and like how many women were in here trying to approve this it also made the the girl annoying as shit it wasn't it really wasn't that great I'm not not gonna lie it wasn't that great um what else is new new my clueless friend um that looks really cute kind of wanna low-key watch it one day when I'm bored Otherwise than that, I'm not losing my fucking head over it. I know the Spy X Family Season 2 is coming out, and that's alright. I do like it. I am dying for Tulipan Hanukkah Khan Season 2 to drop, bro. Like, I am I am there. Like, when is this going to happen? <sighs> that and uh, One Punch Man Season 3, I believe. Oh, also, I've been watching Trigon Stampede. Okay, I've, like, okay. 
There has been a bit of a controversy on this. And as someone who has gotten to see both sides of the situation, here's where my opinion lies. I like the new one. Yes, I like the original. But I definitely like the new one. I think that the new one sat there and said, we all know the old story. That's great. But now we're going to take it from a different perspective of who's right and who's wrong and how neither is right or wrong. And they're both two different ways to see the world. And how much and how you shouldn't keep make promises you know you can't keep. And it's so beautifully done, animated and gritty. And there's such an interesting underlying feeling throughout the whole thing that I think is like not really appreciated. I think it's really, really well done. Is it like a mirror image of the original? No, it has its own plot lines. Things are not secret. They come out and they're just like, we don't, we have a story to tell. It's not just about who's who. So I think it made it a really interesting concept. So yeah, that's my point on it. I, I came in with the controversial opinions today. I know, I know. It's But it's been a while and I haven't been able to kind of do this in a long time, but at least clearly had a lot to say. But anyways, I'm gonna let y'all go. I'm gonna stop hostaging your time and let y'all relax and chill and hopefully have a great day. So, bye!
save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.